It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone. This is Louise Crooks, your key security coach on KTC Radio. And I just want to say a happy new year to everyone listening. And um, what an exciting uh, uh, month this is going to be. This is the beginning of the Business Boost Month. And um, this month we've got a wonderful lineup of guests. And uh, that includes, of course, our our, um, esteemed guest this evening, B Fields. So I just want to welcome B, and then um, I will also let you know, um, in fact, I'll let you know towards the end of the show, you know, who the other pe- people are going to be who are going to be our guests for this um, month. And um, I have to tell you that they are very, very good at what they do. And, um, you know, this month is geared towards really helping you get a very serious and... and um, uh, powerful platform to build your business with. Um, so these are key points that we can use or key um, talking points or topics that we can use as um, different ways of marketing in our business. Um, so something to think about in terms of how you're going to set your intentions around the strategy of marketing in your business um, for this year. Um, so you'll get a chance to um, evaluate and choose what fits best for you. And I have to say the topic tonight, which is blogging, is a very key component, I believe, in um, in uh, having an online presence. And our um, guest, B Fields, will really get into that um, a bit more and give you some more insight. Um, so without further ado, I'd like to welcome B Fields. Hi, B. Hello, Louise. It is great to be here, and congratulations on the success of your radio show. It's really been awesome to watch this grow into something so big, so congratulations. Thanks so much, Bea. I really appreciate it. And I have to tell everyone that um, you know, Bea actually is one of my mentors who actually got put me onto um, Blog Talk Radio, so I have to, have to acknowledge you for, for that, Bea, you know, that you actually were the, uh, the instigator of this. <laughs> Well, I, so I appreciate that, that and, and I have to acknowledge Roger DeWitt, who's another colleague ah. of ours, for turning me on to Blog Talk Radio. It's it's such an amazing platform, and, and the fact that it's free for the public is such a good business tool to be able to leverage, especially especially when times are a little bit tight. So Absolutely. I think it's a, it's a great tool to be using. So you were smart at the right time. <laughs> well, it just appealed to me, so. <laughs> I jumped on it when I when I, I heard the opportunity and it just turned out to be the most wonderful thing. So, B, I just want to um, give uh, uh, our listeners a little bit of a background on you so they, they know where you're coming from. Sure. Um, so, uh, just to let everyone know, B is um, the president of B Fields Companies, um, Inc. Uh, she's an, an executive coach and she's the author of two well-known books, Edge, um, A Leadership Story, and Millennial Leaders. 
success stories from today's most brilliant Generation Y leaders. So that's just a very brief uh, introduction um, to B. And I have to tell you that how I know B is through um, her amazing um, course that she um, put on a couple of years ago. Did, did it start two years ago, B? Or was it a year, year and a half ago? It, it, it started in beta about two years ago, Louise. It, it okay. started as a very small group for me to even see if this was something worth pursuing. Yeah. And at that time, it was just called the blogging course. I, I really didn't have a name for it, to be honest. And people started saying that they were becoming maniacs about blogging. <laughs> so about 14 months ago, I guess, I renamed the course to Become a Blogging Maniac. Right. And we, we've been pushing ahead since that time. It's amazing how that's growing. But, it, but I just want everyone to know that that's how I got to know B. I jumped on, well, first of all, I jumped onto a course of hers two years ago, which was um, about embracing Web.0, and I had no idea what, what that was all about, and I needed to kind of get my head around it. And, you know, a lot of us out, small business owners out there have, you know, have fears around, um, you know, how the, the computer might just jump out at us, you know, and, and, and um, bite us if we touch the wrong key or, um, you know, do things that are not going to be wise. And um, I totally got over that within like five minutes flat and got really excited about lots of different um, ways of using the web. And um, from that, uh, one, of the, one of the points you talked about was blogging, and then I actually um, had the wonderful opportunity to take her Become a Blogging Maniac course, and it really helped me to get my... Um, WordPress blog up and running. I have to say it still needs more work, it's, um, but it's definitely coming up, coming nicely. Um, but So I've, I've actually done these um, Become a Blogging Maniac course twice, actually, and I'm about to do it for the third time. And the reason for that is because there's so much wonderful information that B is, is willing to impart to us that um, I find that it's worth me just sort of taking away what I need um, in that time frame putting it, implementing it, and then going back to it at a later stage when I'm ready for the next piece. Um, I find that my learning skills are much better when I'm doing something with somebody rather than trying to doing, do it on my own. So, mm -hmm. um, so I that's what I love about it. And I love, B that you actually make it so affordable as well, so it's easy for me to do that as yeah, well as so, for others. Yeah. That, that yeah. is an attractive feature, and, and I, have, I have found that these technology tools are much easier to teach if you are doing them with other people and you can actually have your hands on a system watching another person use tools. So we do we do take advantage of a lot of technology to deliver the course, including yeah. online webinar system and tutorials that are video and audio related to really show people how to do what they need to do. At the end of the day, yeah, I, I think people just video. want to... Yeah, at the end of the day, people really just want to know how do I do it, and exactly. so it's it's very it's very much directed toward how do I do it instead of coaching someone on oh go get a blog. It's yeah. it's a very technically driven program. Yeah, that's great. And you know, I recognize how many people out there are recognizing that blogging is really important, and um, you know, just to be able to. Be taken through the steps of how to um, set up a blog and how to run it um, effectively 
is really key, you know, if we if we're going to be able to um have some control over what's going on on our website. So I I just want to us to dive in be with um the conversation um around, you know, um you know what a blog is and and why should business owners blog um and really get into the nitty gritty of this so our listeners can really get an understanding of of um what the benefits are of of actually blogging okay well to to answer the first question the word blog is a shortened form of of course the word web log and a web log is very much like a journal you would write in. Many people write in a journal before they go to bed or they write in a journal when they wake up in the morning. And a web log is a web-based journal. And blogging, as we originally discovered blogging, many people were using blogging for the purpose of using the web to share personal insights and much more for personal purposes and what happened was the business community began seeing how much value was in the sharing of personal stories and the interactivity of a blog and began using blogging for business purposes and that is that is why the blog phenomenon has exploded in the past couple of years and if you look at some of the predictions for marketing for the future, it doesn't look like they they are going to go away anytime soon. I think the last figures I saw said that there were over five million blogs. Now a lot of those may be deserted, but that that tells you that this is not a small number. There there are millions of people blogging, and some blogs are for personal purpose and are private, and some are are dedicated to community building. There are web logs for cancer survivors. There are web logs for business purposes, for fundraising. The list just goes on and on. So uh, it, it, the, the approach can be either personal or business or even community-driven. Yeah, and it's, it's interesting making that distinction um, be that, um, you know, there are, you know, there are so many blogs out there, but not all of them are going to be um, sort of used um, you know, from the, from the point of being live. So, but there are millions of blogs that are very prevalent and doing extremely well. And it seems like the big corporates, the big companies, are really starting to jump on the bandwagon too. Mm-hmm. They are. As a matter of fact, I I think Wells Fargo made a very good move when they opened a blog. And I don't know the exact open date, but of course the Wachovia buyout situation created some concern amongst those of us who are Wachovia customers or were Wachovia customers, and Wells Fargo opened a blog to start addressing some of the concerns about that transition, and it's it's been a very popular blog as a result. And you look at the Googles of the world, Microsoft, Intuit, um, Sun Microsystems, and you will find multiple bloggers or a CEO blogging, and it, it's really exciting to watch this platform come into the the, the corporate world and even the political world. So that's that's very very yeah, exciting. It, it opens up the conversation, doesn't it, to to mm-hmm. interact, um, you know, with their customers as, or, or clients or whoever it might be, um, in a way that they would never have been able to before. 
Yeah, and I think that brings up the second part of your question is is the the benefits of blogging. And Louise, I think you just nailed nailed it on the head. The interactivity of a blog is something that you just can't get with a static website. And I still think there's a, a place for websites, but but I do tell people that a website is static. It is designed by a designer, and it may be updated by you or a designer, but a blog is very dynamic. It is something that can change daily or even three or four times a day if, if you choose to update your blog. And so the the ability to interact with people is it it just is is it's tripled um, because once you, you once you open a blog yeah once you start blogging you then start hanging out in the blog network and people begin commenting on your blogs and people start posting your blogs on their blogs and suddenly you're in a different world and people are interacting with you in a different way so I think that's probably one of the, the biggest benefits I can I can spell out. And just some of the other ones that, that may seem intuitive, but I will bring them up, is that mm-hmm. most of the blog software that's available today is very simple to use, and you don't have to have a web designer to set up a blog for you. You basically just need to know how to sign up for an account and type, and within yeah, really minutes, more the how tos that you that you give, for example, like in your your little course, um, mm-hmm. either are very helpful for someone who's starting out, especially when they're not sure what they're doing. Um, yeah. But it is very simple, isn't it? It is. A lot of people think, oh my gosh, this is the most difficult thing, but mm-hmm. it's very easy to use. And I tell people, if you can type, you can blog. And yeah. so it's it's easy to use. It's very low in cost. Some of the some of the blog platforms available. I'm I'm a big WordPress user. It is a free download. It's a free piece of software that you can install straight onto a website. And so it's very low cost. Uh, you you then gain complete control over how you update your web presence. And at the end of the day the customer receives so much more value because the the goal in business blogging, I think, should always be, it's just my bias, I believe the goal with business blogging should always be to add value. And if you are writing great blog entries and adding great articles and links of interest and resources that are valuable to your customers or your potential clients, then, of course, the perceived value of what you're offering goes way up in their minds. There was something that you just mentioned as well, B, that I, I think um, is important um, to emphasize for our listeners as well, and that's the control piece, you know, around what, what you're um, putting out there on the Internet um, through social media, that, uh, that when you have your own blog or website, um, that you have control um, over the, the information um, and... Because my, my understanding is that, you know, you have all these um, satellite uh, sites that you're, um, you're perhaps a, a member of. So say, for example, like Facebook. Um, but you don't have control over their, what they do. They can shut your page down whenever they feel like it, whereas that's not the case, of course, when you, when you own your own blog. Well, your blog, of course, can be shut down or blacklisted by Google if it, 
is violating any type of security issues or inappropriate content or is spamming in nature. So you can be shut down by Google or a search engine if your blog appears to be spamming other people or if it's displaying inappropriate content. But uh, the the control piece is it goes something like this. Let's say that you have a class or you have a radio show coming up in the next week, and you want to let your blog readers know about that. You don't have to wait on a web designer to go add that information to your blog. You can open up your blog right now and post that information, and it can go out to everyone who reads your blog and also out to all of your social networks if you're connecting your blog to your social networks. So it's an instant form of communication as opposed to waiting and waiting and waiting on, on someone else to help you. So that is that is clearly an advantage to any business owner who wants to really play that speed-to-market game that I think we all have to be playing. You have to be the first to get to the market. And right. if you are breaking news or you're bringing a new product or service to the market and you are inspired and you're ready to go on it, you don't want to wait for two weeks for someone else to get back from vacation so they can put it on your website. Right. So, uh, you make having, a really good point, Libby. Yeah, having said that, I do want to say that I still feel we have a huge need for web web designers to really help get these blog templates designed and tweaked so that the branding stays intact. Right. So there is still a place for web designers in blog development. I don't want to I don't want to communicate that I don't feel that we need web designers anymore. We do. We need web designers probably more than we ever have to go in and really help tweak these templates and to help train clients on the usage of blogs and so forth. Um, there's actually a big opportunity there for web designers. So, But as yeah. far as being able to update and quickly add information and post article of interest, uh, articles of interest and p- press releases and news, uh, there's not a, be- a better mechanism that I can think of than using a blog. Right. That's great. Um, the, one of our um, listeners in the chat room has asked a great question that I'm sure a lot of um, our listeners would like to to know. Um, very simple question is, do you need a website to attach the blog? You don't have to have your own website. You can actually host a blog on a site, a third-party site, such as typepad.com, blogger.com, or wordpress.com. You can go to any of those right now and open a blog. The only disadvantage to that is that your blog and your website are then hosted on their servers and not on your own website. And the URL to your website, like as an example, my my primary domain is bfields.com. If I opened a blog on WordPress, it would be bfields.wordpress.com. And from a marketing perspective, that's not quite as professional as having your own website and then putting blog software onto the website. So I recommend that you do have the blog on your own website, but is it required? No. And so what would the difference between 
I think it's um, if you have your own website rather than through one of the hosted um, websites like that you've just mentioned, B, um, you know, what uh, what would you recommend? Well, I would recommend starting out. Of course, I, I have a bias here because I'm a WordPress user. So I will tell you, there's a couple of things that you can do. <clears throat> if you want to use a TypePad blog, which is movable type, if you go to TypePad.com, you can sign up for, I believe it's a higher level account, and have your own domain, although you still will have the blog hosted on TypePad, but you can have a domain that that blog points to. So that's one option. The second option would be to look at a hosting company that is what I call WordPress friendly. And some of those sites include hosting companies like HostGator.com, Bluehost.com, DreamHost.com, and I get absolutely nothing by recommending these websites or these hosting companies. But, Louise, what they have is something called a one-click installation feature, which I think is so convenient. So if you want to buy a domain through, say, HostGator, you can buy a domain and then you can pay them 8 to $9 per month to host your own website. And then you can use their one-click WordPress installation feature and have a blog up in about five minutes on your own website. So from a marketing and business perspective, I think that is the best option is to have the blog software on your own domain so that you're marketing yourself and not a third party. Right. Okay. Well, that, that, um, that's helpful, B. I'm sure that there will be some people out there who will, who will be glad to hear that information. Um, so I'm thinking that uh, it would be helpful to know, um, you know what this future of Internet marketing looks like in terms of you know, things like blogging and all of those using social media generally um, and then maybe we can also get into why it's useful to have a, a blog as the sort of um, the, the hub of of those social media sites. But you know, the future right. of internet marketing. What what does that look like to you? Well, I don't think it's going to go away, Louise. Right now, anyway, I I could be so wrong a year from now. But if you if you spend enough time out there on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Mashable, the, these websites are growing in numbers. They're not diminishing in numbers. And when you have this mass appeal effect. It's it's hard to have these sites go away, and some people say that they would rather give up email and telephone than their Facebook account. So, <laughs> it, you know, when, when you hear that, you're like, okay, this is not going anywhere anytime soon. Um, I do think that what we're going to see are some tighter controls on these social media sites, and Twitter already is starting to implement a few of those tighter rules. It, yeah. it, there, there was a time when you could follow as many people as you wanted to on Twitter, and they now have a rule that you can't follow more people that, that are following you. And on Facebook, Facebook is starting to get really tight around security and the number of people you can direct message at one time and uh, being, you know, people being able to report you for 
doing too much uh, direct selling or spamming. Or, and, and so I think we're going to see tighter controls. I also think, I think we're going it's to actually see beneficial, perhaps, be, don't you think? Mm-hmm. I do. <laughs> I, 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 I think, think we Louise, do get banned a lot. Yeah, we. I think we all got so caught up in this. Um, mm. Facebook actually started out as a social connection portal for Harvard University, or I think Harvard and Yale both. Uh, it was invented by a couple of Ivy Ivy League genius types. And it was a it became a connection portal for Ivy League colleges and then spread to colleges and universities around the country. And there was this very exclusive aura to Facebook that you had to be a college student or you had to be a faculty member of one of the colleges in order to use the site and it was really a way for college students to get to know each other before they went to college for the first time. And Facebook then saw a way to leverage this as a business opportunity, and it opened it up opened it up to the world. So everybody and their mother started joining Facebook, and their kids started getting creeped out. And we all wanted to see how many friends we could connect with. And the same on Twitter. Oh, I've got all these followers. And now what I'm starting to see, Louise, is people pull back in a little bit, saying I might close my Twitter account and start all over again and be more exclusive about who I let into my group. The right. same on Facebook. I just can't keep up with 2,000 people and yeah. all these messages coming in, so I'm going to close yeah. my account down and start over again and make it very mm-hmm. private and exclusive. So I think we're going to see some, some of that. Um, blogging, I think, is going to become more and more common. Uh, we have a rising generation that's under 30, and most of them will tell you that they prefer having a blog as a web presence over a static website. And yeah. that generation includes about 70 million people. So I think we're going to see more and more young business owners and young corporate leaders opening blogs. Yeah. And with a few tweaks here and there, you can connect your blog to the social networks. So I tell people to start thinking of their blog as sort of Grand Central Station where people come and go all day long. So you're pulling people into the blog from Twitter and Facebook and LinkedIn. And then also when people hit your blog, you're sending them over to your Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn accounts so they can get to know you on a little bit more of an intimate basis. So it it, it serves a... Some people say, well, it sounds like a revolving door, and, and it kind of is. I mean, you, you, you want people to stay in that revolving door of continually you know, sort of circling around your blog and coming in and out and in and out. So it, it really can do that, and, and I've seen it happen in my own, my own blogging. I, I get a lot of visitors from Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook. I then send my blog posts over to those social networks as well, and people will pass along my information. So it's a great viral tool. It spreads very, very quickly. Yeah. Um, I think it might be useful, um, B, to just clarify for our listeners as well um, what the main aim of having a blog is specifically. You know, what is our main focus you know, when, we, when we operate a blog? Well, I think that's different for different people. My main purpose in having a blog is, number one, to position myself as someone 
who has knowledge and expertise in the area of leadership, coaching, and executive level development. Uh, I also am very big on providing value. And whenever I find something that I think will help my clients be better at what they do, then I want to share that information. So I, I see it as a way to build expertise, to build credibility, to add value. And at the end of the day, if people have read my blog enough, my, my big hope is that they will want to work with me, that they will want to hire me. But I don't go out blogging to think, oh, gosh, I wonder if somebody will hire me because of this blog post. I never had that in the back of my mind. I, I, I open up a blog post, and I think, what is it that's really on the minds of what's on my mind today and how this is relevant to what's going on in the world today? And for me, it's almost a challenge for me to come up with what's the topic that's really on my mind today and how does this fit into the greater situation that's going on in the business world or in the world of politics. I'm always looking for an angle in, you know. So I'll see something in the news and I'll think, huh, what's the leadership angle? So for me, it's, 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 a, it's a challenge. It's an opportunity to share information, to build credibility, to get messages out that I couldn't get out normally, and and also to bring people that have never met me before into the fold. When you start getting really creative with blogging, you can add things like cartoons or video clips that may have, at first blush, you may look at them and think that they have nothing to do with your niche. But then if you read further down, you'll see that that video or cartoon or whatever's being displayed has everything to do with your niche. But what you've done is you've pulled in an audience that's looking for that particular cartoon or video, and it just so happens they find it on your blog. So it's a way for people that have never met you to learn about you. Wonderful. And um, the other question I want to ask you, um, B, is that um, uh, I'm assuming that also your uh, when you say uh, take people into your fold, that it's also about encouraging them to opt into your email list so that you're able to um, connect with them and let them know about what it is that you're doing and how they might benefit from that experience. Yes. I I have two opportunities for people to get a little bit closer in, in that mix. Uh, one is the true standard opt-in, which is newsletter opt-in, and I always put that opt-in on the home page of the blogs that I run. Um, if, if anyone wants to take a glance, they, they can see if, if you go to bfields.com or becomeabloggingmaniac.com, you will see on the home page that there's an opt-in box for my newsletter. Then when you land on the blog page, there's an opportunity for people to subscribe to the blog updates. And that is through a service called FeedBurner. And to me, that RSS subscription is becoming more and more important because if someone says, I like this blog enough that I want it in my inbox every morning, then I have an opportunity to market that is a form of non-rejection marketing. When you When you build these mailing lists, you may be sending out a mailing that a certain percentage of your newsletter database has absolutely no interest in hearing about. And then they'll unsubscribe. But when you have a blog subscriber, it's a little bit different because they're saying, I want this blog 
in my inbox every morning because it's intriguing and interesting. And you can drop subtle marketing messages um, into the blog post that if this blog post has been of interest to you, please visit this link for an upcoming event or give me a call for, or, for a complimentary coaching session or if this blog post has been of interest to you, uh, come into one of my upcoming teleclasses and learn more. So it, it can it can be a form of really someone re- reading what you have to offer and then that call to action that says take one more step and get to know what I can do better by calling me or coming into a class or attending an, an event. Right. Okay, so there's so much potential, isn't there, for them to get to know you and to get to know what it is that you do by having a blog, um, and they're going to receive that information in different ways, just in terms of, you know, your presence and and um, your presence in the market and and uh, you know what you're doing in your market. So. Mm-hmm. And I will just say, Louise, I think you and I both know this that. We have a very technologically savvy buyer today. The uh, the biggest chunk of buyers that are in the consumption phase are under the age of forty. Um, if if you're if you're you know over forty, if you're getting into your mid forties into fifties, you're either paying for college tuition or you're starting to think about saving for the for retirement or whatever. And that under 40 crowd, even though we have a down economy, they are in the accumulation phase of buying houses and buying gadgets and buying boats and cars and equipment. And they're the ones who know how to use the Internet to shop. So when you consider that that audience has been raised on a diet of constant technology, of social networking, blogging, it just makes sense to try to reach them using the tech technological tools that they're accustomed to. And if they come to your website and you're using an old website or you don't have a blog, they may see you as outdated. Right. So I think it's important that to really sense. think about who the new consumer is. Yeah, and, and how what they communicate for. and what they're comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And they yeah. are comfortable with blogs. They are very yeah. comfortable reading blogs, writing blogs, commenting on blogs. They have no fear around dropping a comment here and there. Yeah. And I think so. that's the key as well here is also is that they're so much about having the interaction um, on the Internet. It's not about just going to a page and reading about something. They want to interact um, exactly. in, on these um, sites. Yeah. Exactly. That's really great. I mean, if you can... Some people are adding, of course, chat windows to their website. I don't have time to sit on my website all day and engage in <laughs> chat, but some people do have chat windows. They have, uh, of course, call me now buttons where you just click on a button and your telephone rings, um, and those are very easy to add to a blog. There, there's a lot of software out there to add that. There's also commenting boxes and surveys and things that you can add to a blog that gets the user to actually do something. Not just sit and read your blog or read the website, but have them actually physically do something. And that that interactive piece and actually entertainment piece is, is what people are looking for. Uh, the, 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 the ability for somebody to stay on your website more than 10 seconds is really low. 
And so you've got to grab them in a way that has them do something that's going to keep them on your site longer than 10 seconds. Yeah, absolutely. And the the average um, time is so much higher, isn't it, when they're able able to interact with you and and see that things are changing on your website constantly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So there's a quick question here in the chat room um, as well. Um, B, which is, does it make sense to use uh, blogspot.com versus using your own domain off your website? Does that make sense? Well, like I said, I don't see anything wrong with using blogspot. We're talking about blogger.com, which is owned by Google. Um, And the only difference is is that your blog is hosted on blogger or blogspot.com and not on your own domain. So for marketing and professional purposes, I highly recommend that you install some blog software onto your own domain, and it's very, very easy to do. But if you wanted to start out by using blogger.com or blogspot.com, that is, that is actually a good way to get started. It was how I got started. I, I got started oh, using TypePad. Yeah. I started out using TypePad.com. And then some of my Generation Y friends said, hey, why are you using WordPress? And uh, I was like, well, tell me about WordPress. And so they showed me how WordPress worked, and I was like, wow, it can do a lot of cool things. And and so I switched. But um, it it is perfectly fine to have one on blogger.com. It is just a little bit more professional if you have a blog hosted on your own domain. So it's yourcompany.com as opposed to yourcompany.blogspot.com. Yeah. Um, and uh, there's another question here from someone you might know, be Janet Spitler. Uh-huh. Um, she said, do you like WordPress better because you own your info after postings? Yes, I do, but the majority of blog softwares now allow you to export your content. So I don't know that that is too much of an issue anymore. So let's say you open a blog on blogger.com or typepad.com and you decide you want to move that to your own domain, you can export all all of your posts and pages and then install it into your new blog software or import it into the new blog software. So I don't really think that is too much of a a reason for wanting to use it on your own domain. But it it used to be an issue. It used to be that once, you know, once you closed down that blog, it was gone forever. But there's now the ability to export content and import it into a new blog or just you can even just export the file and save it to your to your desktop. Okay, in fact, uh, Wisdom Wide Open in the chat room actually says there's intellectual property infringement on blog sites, question mark. Can you say that again? Is there intellectual property infringement on blog sites? There will always be intellectual property infringement, and I wish I could find a way to stop it. Um, You can prevent some of it by, of course, having a copyright at the bottom in the footer of your blog that says copyright and then your company name and make sure that those dates get updated. 
There's also something through FeedBurner that is called the Creative Commons license, or Creative Commons license, which prevents people from re reusing your work. Um, so, but but yes, I have seen my blog posts show up in other people's blogs, and they have not given attribution. And at first it bothered me, and then I thought I could spend all of my day and all of my time on this one issue, and I've got bigger fish to fry. So, but there there are problems in in that domain, and it's not just with it's not just with blogs. It was it's with article directories, and it's with people writing books and people lifting parts of the book and putting it in their book, and it's just it's just a mess. Um, it's it's really funny, Louise. The first time I got really irritated, I was online doing something, and I had, this was back when article directories were the big thing, and they still are, but I think blogs are, have taken over a lot there. But I was hand-submitting. This was years ago. This is dating myself. This is back probably in 2001 uh, when I would hand-submit a lot of articles, and then I would go to Google like a month later to check to see how many hits that article had had. And the article popped up through, I'm not going to say which college, but a very well-respected college graduate student program. And they had taken my article and it turned into a PowerPoint presentation and hadn't given any attribution. And wow. I was like, I can't believe this. You know, I've been robbed. Um, That's amazing. <laughs> I know, I know. I was just like, I was so infuriated wow. because it was the first time it had happened to me. And then it happened again. Like a month later, somebody wrote and said, hey, didn't you write this article? Didn't I see this article in XYZ about a month ago? And somebody else had published it under their name. So. Wow. I just thought, what the heck? If somebody likes my work that much and they want to use it again, you know, go use it. Um, wow, it's amazing, isn't it, how people just do things that are so not in integrity. Yeah. Uh, and luckily, we work with a lot of coaches, so so that's not always the case. Yeah, you know, I would uh, I, I would encourage everyone, if you have some really great intellectual property that you don't want the public to get their hands on, I would hold that back for a book or a workbook or something that you can gain revenue from because if you put it out on your blog, then it's open to the public domain. So I would not, I would not write anything on your blog that you may want to monetize later because there's a good chance that someone may go ahead and lift it and start reaping the benefits of your work. Uh, and I do recommend going through the legal process to copyright a book. Um, I've written two books, and people say, oh, well, that, that doesn't really matter. You just put the copyright, and as soon as it's published, then you're, you're good to go. But that's not the case. Uh, what I found out is if you ever wanted to go into a court of law over, over your intellectual property, you have to have a, a statement of copyright by the U.S. Patent Office. And I did go through that process. It, it takes a while. It takes about six to nine months. They'll call you and ask all sorts of questions, but eventually you get a certificate saying that you own the copyright to that book. Mm -hmm. um, and then oh, if you anyone think ever by, by creating a book that you would have that that would be automatic. You would think it would be, but mm -hmm. I called the U.S. Patent Office and they said most of the time you can. 
But if you ever went to a court of law and you had this document in your hand, it would be a done deal. There would be wow. no discussion. And and Amazing. so it's uh it's just one of those things that it is true that they say as soon as you write something and put that copyright stamp on it that you're good to go. Uh but in a court of law there are a few loopholes that apparently can override that. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So, so be, I, 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 I don't I don't I don't know that you can do that on a blog. I, I think it would be almost impossible to get the US Patent Office to copyright something that's going to be continually changing. Um Yeah. So Yeah. Um I've got a question here um which is uh let's see if I can find it again. Um If you have a regular website and want to convert to WordPress site Will I lose my content and blog posts? I think that's a great question for a lot of our listeners. Can you ask that again, Louise? Sure. Um, so if you have a regular website and you want to convert to a WordPress site to, to create a blog, will, will they lose their content and blog posts? No, unless you're installing a blog on top of an existing blog. No. Um, most static websites are HTML websites, mm -hmm. and most blogs are something called PHP. So most of your website pages are going to stay intact. And the only way that, that, that it could happen for you to lose your blog post would be if you installed a brand new blog on top of an existing blog, and then you would lose that old blog. Okay. But what I tell people is that if you're going to open up a new blog, I would recommend that you open it up in a test form first, maybe as a subdomain, um, like blog.bfields.com. Get the new blog up with all your pages and posts in it. Then when you're ready to move that over, you're safer because all of your old content that you want is now on the blog. Okay. And then you just move that whole blog over to the root domain of the website. Okay. So just to be clear, it is possible for us to export our content or our blog posts from another blog to our new blog. Yes, you can export those posts and pages from another blog into, say, a WordPress blog. Mm -hmm. And I believe you can also, I would have to double check on Blogger and TypePad. But before you do it, I would check with them and make sure I can export and import from other blog formats. With WordPress, you can export and import from and to almost all blog formats. Um, as far as static pages are concerned, HTML pages, that's a copy and paste situation. So you've got to copy and paste that new content into blog pages. Well, that's pretty easy as well, isn't it, to do? It is. Uh, the, the, the one caveat to that is if you have pages that have a lot of graphics with the text wrapped around and all, it can get a little bit trickier. But right. I have worked with multiple people, and we've just copied and pasted text right from the website over into new into new pages. Right. That's great. There's so much to cover here. It's just crazy. Um, 
And we've got so many people in the in the chat room now, um, B. So um, it's very exciting to see everyone That's good. here. And it's obviously a very important topic. I really believe that it is. So, um, and I just have to let everyone know that I started with WordPress.com, and then I realized that there were certain limitations to having my blog on that uh, that site. So I actually then moved mine over to WordPress.org and had it under my own URL, and was able to to do a lot more with my my blog. So I think that's a very important point to make, isn't it, B? It is. WordPress.com is the free site really designed, I believe, it's it's a great tool for the new blogger, someone who just wants to get their feet wet and they want to look at the tool and they want to see how user-friendly it is. WordPress.org is actually the site for developers and for people like Louise and I who want to install the software on our own domain. And what that does is gives you the freedom to add something called plugins, widgets, different photography, a lot of video. And you can do some of that over on WordPress.com, but the, the whole topic of plugins and widgets I know that may sound like Greek to some people, but um, a plug-in is a little, it's almost like plugging in something extra, plugging in a new light fixture or plugging in uh, an application to your iPhone. There are these things called plug-ins that give your blog the ability to just have people go, wow. And there are things like the ability to import video footage, the ability to podcast, the ability to add an opt-in box, the ability to add a slideshow. Uh, it's just it, the, the, the things you can do with, with a WordPress site on your own domain is endless. And then widgets are cool little tools that you can put in the sidebar of your blog. And some of that freedom goes down if you're over on WordPress.com. You don't have the ability to do a lot of what we're talking about. So the ideal situation is if you want to just have complete freedom to do whatever you want to do with your blog and the way it looks is to get that the, the, the WordPress software installed into, into your own domain. Okay. Yeah, I think um, also if you want to set up a shopping cart and – you know, have your own newsletter attached to, you know, to have the opt-in box and all that. You need to have that, don't you, um, that flexibility, don't you, um, be to, to... Yeah, I mean, you can still, yeah, on WordPress.com, you can still do some of that. Don't get me wrong. You can still yeah. do some of what you just mentioned, but mm -hmm. there's some limitations as to adding certain themes, like the way your blog actually looks, the layout and the look, there's limitations on, on that. There's also limitations on the types and numbers of plugins that you can install. And so when it's over on your own site, it, it looks like the same platform, but they give you some extra flexibility. Right. Okay. Good. Um, I have a question um, from Sue Waldman in the, in the chat room, B, and that is, um, you know, what hosting companies do you recommend? Before we jump into really why we would want to use WordPress above all the others. What, what hosting companies would you recommend? Well, I will just start by saying there are multiple hosting companies out there that 
offer WordPress as an installation feature. And what they will, they make it very, very clear on their site that they offer the software as a one-click installation, but they can't really give you a great deal of technical support on using the WordPress tool because it's not their tool. But the two that I have found that are the most helpful, and like I say, there's multiples. A lot of posting companies now offer WordPress installations. But the two that I found to be most helpful on the customer service side of things are Bluehost.com and HostGator.com. Bluehost.com and HostGator.com. Uh, the, the, the people at WordPress.org talk a lot about Bluehost.com and they endorse it. And then there's a company that creates these beautiful custom themes called iThemes.com and they highly endorse HostGator. Right. And that's really how I found out about both of, of those companies. And I've now moved my Millennial Leader site and blog over to HostGator.com and I've just been so impressed. The, wow. the, the platform, the, the control panel inside HostGator.com is very, very easy to use. They have 24-7 customer service. Um, you'll get on the phone with them, and you'll say, hey, I've got a situation going on with my WordPress blog. And they'll say, well, we're really not supposed to give too much advice on this, but let me see if we can help you. And if they can help you, they'll help you, or they'll tell you where to go to find the answer on WordPress.org. So I'm really big on getting that customer service. I also have quite a few websites and blogs hosted on DreamHost.com, and yeah. they have a great system as well. But the the downside to DreamHost.com is that they don't have telephone support. Okay. And so it's it's email support, and that can be it, it can be delayed, and also it can start to get confusing. If you're not, if you don't really know what you're talking about and the question that you're asking, it can be a lot of back and forth before you get your answer. Yeah. But uh, if you want, you can go to Google and just type in hosting companies that offer WordPress or something like the top ten hosting companies that offer WordPress and see what other people are recommending. But I, I, I tell all people that I've talked with, Bluehost.com and HostGator.com to me have been the most user-friendly that I've experienced to this point. And, and I've, I've tried a lot. I've been in, in and out of a lot of different clients' hosting accounts trying to help yeah. them. And it, sometimes I, I'm just totally confused as to where to go. But those two companies have a very easy platform, and it's really easy to navigate. That's great. I actually use um, sustainable websites, and I... Um, they're sort of very green in the way they do things. They use wind technology as their, their sort of um, um, with their with their platform or whatever you want to call it, their servers. And uh-huh. I think I think that's kind of cool. <laughs> that's great. And and yeah. is, the, is the WordPress installation working well for you? It is. It is working Good. well for me. Good. I'm, I'm very happy with it, and um, they seem to be very helpful. So, so I'm, I'm very pleased with them. The only thing is, I don't think that there is um, in-person call, uh, calling support. It's, it's email support. Um, but I, I, I believe that I think if you sign up with them, you actually get like a half an hour coaching with them. You know, to set up your WordPress site. If you ta- if you take their um, one of their products, which I think is 
you know, setting up WordPress and putting like 10 of their favorite plugins in or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so that's quite cool. Um, but they, they help you to get started that way. Great. And, and that's just one of many. So let's, let's dive be let's dive into um, you know why WordPress why why should we use WordPress above all else? <laughs> well, um, number one, it's free. I, yeah. I I just I just feel like when there's a great tool out there that does what this piece of software does and it's for free, I'm like, why not? You know, it it just seems like a a good economic decision or investment. Um, It is considered to be an open source form of software. So multiple technical gurus are always contributing to the WordPress platform to make it better. It also does come with this plug-in and widget feature that I've been talking about. Uh, some of the other blog platforms are trying to get up to speed, and they just can't seem to get ahead of WordPress on this one side of things because the WordPress system is open source. So if I'm a, if I'm a tech guru and I want to create a new widget or a new plug-in or something cool that you can add to your WordPress site, I just create it and put it out there. Right, and and that's what so, I'm doing now. It's, it's very fun. <laughs> oh, you're creating a, a plugin? Oh no, no, not a not a plugin, but you know, creating new sort of widgets and things like that. Oh, right, right, site. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's it's really so fun. fun to have that flexibility to be able to customize and do what we want on our site when we want to. Yeah. Um, so I think that the flexibility feature, Louise, is is why I'm so attracted to it. Um, Also, I'm a very visual person, and if you go out and begin looking, just go do a Google search and type in WordPress themes. For anyone that's listening, you can just go to Google and type in WordPress themes. You will see thousands of WordPress themes, and a theme is like a website template. Yeah, they're free, aren't they? Many are. Many are free. And, and this is what I love about of, all of this, um, Bea, and I think people out there need to to hear this um, again, you know, is that a lot of this stuff is free. Yeah. You know, so just to have the sort of how-tos of how to do it, you know, and use these wonderful tools that are out there and available to us, you know, free out there, it's just incredible. Yeah, it really, really is. is. It really is. Yeah. I, I've spent a lot of money on websites that I never could really – they were fine and they were great, yeah. um, but I never really could. It, it, it wasn't like, okay, gosh, it's been two years. I need to update my website. Here we go, another three thousand dollars. And now, with all the themes that are out there, it's like, hey, I can go change my website today. I could change the whole thing if I wanted to, yeah. and have it look different. Um, I don't really recommend that for branding purposes. I would stick with your same look and feel at least the same colors and logo and font and yeah. uh but certainly if you want to change the theme up um some people now change their wordpress themes annually and <laughs> just to get a little bit slicker and and a little bit more hip with the times or or whatever um but my my point to this Louise is that when you have that many options then you're open to a lot of interesting opportunities because if you're a visual person, which if you're on the web, you've got to be visual, you can pick a template 
that you feel really meets the need of your target audience. Some of the other blog platforms, while they're great, they offer limited themes, and you're like, okay, well, which one of these do I do I pick? None of them really seem to speak to my target audience. But with WordPress, you've got thousands to pick from. Again, it's open source. Um, also, some of the more premium themes, like iThemes.com, StudioPress.com, ElegantThemes.com, they are much more robust and actually look just like a website. Many of the iThemes.com themes look just like a website. And you do have to pay, but it's a one-time fee of $79, Yeah, which is no big deal. Right with it. Um, and and they're very, very flexible. You, they're very easy to use. You can get in and change the colors and change your fonts and add cool things to the sidebar. And as an example, if you go to bfields.com, you'll see the, a website that is an iThemes.com template. And I actually picked a template that was designed for real estate brokers. It's called the real estate theme. And I changed right. the whole thing around um, using different colors and backgrounds and changing verbiage and moving some things around. And people are like, this is a real estate theme? And they had, had you have no idea. Um, so I just think there's a lot more a lot more options with WordPress. Um, the yeah. downside to WordPress is because it is open source, it's constantly changing, constantly. Right. You'll, you, you think that you've come to the most updated version, and then suddenly you open up your WordPress blog and it'll say a new version is now available. Please update. Um, so that that can be a little bit frustrating at times. But on the same note, I feel like WordPress is offering state of the art technology that is very cutting edge. So they they have people that literally give their full work day to just working on ideas for WordPress. It, it's really amazing. And then the network of people that use WordPress is just incredible. There are thousands of people that network about WordPress all day long. Uh, one of the best best groups to join is on LinkedIn. It's the WordPress LinkedIn group. And if you ever had a question, you just put it out to that group and somebody will answer. Wow. And iThemes, cool. yeah, iThemes is, is the same way. iThemes.com. It's all a bunch of WordPress geeks. We all hang out yeah. over on iThemes.com answering questions. Um, but they have right. a lot of And there's a lot more help, isn't there, for WordPress? You know, for, for the other, you know, uh, um, sort of over and above all the other um, choices, that if you wanted to get fancy with your, with your, um, your site, that there are a lot more uh, people specializing in Word, just WordPress, aren't there, B? There are there are designers that specialize just in WordPress, or who can tell you what to do to add that yeah. cool thing and make you know make this do that and blah blah blah. Uh, I will say that TypePad.com offers outstanding customer service. Outstanding. Okay. They have telephone service. I don't know how many people know Andy Wibbles. He's a colleague of mine. He wrote the book Blog Wild, and he works for TypePad.com. He does a lot of instructional training. And so if you want something hosted on TypePad, it's a great it's a great system to get that extra help that you might need on just blogging. Um with WordPress, you've got to connect with people through forums, you've got to reach out to people. 
you've got to go digging for answers. But I have to say, Louise, all you have to do is type your problem into Google, whatever problem you're having on your WordPress blog, um, you know, problem with blah, 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 or you get an error message and you just put the error message in your in the Google box and somebody has already had the problem and they'll tell yeah. you how to fix it. So there's a lot of solutions out there if you're willing to go search. Yeah, that's fantastic. Wow. Well, um, I'm a I'm a WordPress convert, so you know my recommendation is always going to be WordPress. Um, but um, that's pretty much all I know. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, um, I I, can't I like I do like TypePad too. I, I look forward to the day when TypePad can offer more themes and and you know can offer more plugins and and I think they're working in that direction. Um, I actually. Yeah. I actually talked to Andy Wibbles, and he said that they really are working in the direction. TypePad is is actually a great uh, template for more corporate and media type accounts. There, it's a yeah. very very professional piece of software, and I love it. Um, okay. But I'm a small business owner. I don't need the advanced offerings from TypePad. Um, yeah. But if you're if you're a big corporation, I would look into TypePad for right. sure. And, and now all your your websites are all blogs, aren't they, B? They are, with the exception of FiveStarLeader.com. FiveStarLeader.com is still a static website, and it will become a blog at some point. And yeah. I'll be honest with you, my my hang-up right now is on the template. I'm really trying to decide. I've always had the five stars in some way, shape, or form, and I'm trying to decide if I want a custom-built template, or am I going to go with a logo? I've never been a, been a really big logo person, but I've always had five stars on, on that right. site. So I'm, I'm a little bit stuck on the design. But right. as, as, soon as, as soon as that comes to me, I'm hoping it will come this year, then yeah. Five Star Leader will become a blog. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And why would, why would we want to just have a blog rather than a website, per se? Well, my my big purpose, of course, is the dynamic, the flexibility, the the ease of use, the ability to update really quickly. But more importantly, I think, Louise, search engine optimization is critical, and it is it is truly difficult to get on the homepage of Google. And about a year ago, uh, bfields.com, which is my main hub site, it's just the easiest thing to give people. Uh, I just tell them go to bfields.com and you can find my other offerings through, through that. Uh, I, I really wasn't having that many visitors to my static website. It just sort of sat yeah. there and I had submitted it and we had the meta tags and all that. And mm-hmm. But if you went and typed in leadership coaching and training or leadership coaching firms, I, I was not anywhere to be found. So right. about... Ten months ago, I converted that whole site over to a blog and started really working with tagging my blog post and using a plugin called Greg's High Performance SEO Plugin and working with titles and taglines and so forth. And now when you go to Google and type in leadership coaching and training, bfields.com is, is on the first page. Um, FiveStarLeader.com is also on the first page. So... I think for search engine optimization, a blog is will get you there more quickly than a static website, especially if you blog a lot. 
if you blog yeah. a lot and you make sure that you're using keywords in your blog and then you use a feature called tags to tag the blog, then before you know it, your blog will start rising in the search engines and people will be able to find you a lot easier. Yeah. And you also have to realize that with a blog, um, of course, bfields.com is, you'll see pages, but you'll also see blog posts. And I have over 400 blog posts on that blog. And so people are out searching for an answer to a problem, how to recruit young talent or something of that nature. And if if you're really in tune with what's going on in the market, then you can title your blog post to meet whatever the demand is in the marketplace. So if people are going to Google and type in, typing in, how do I recruit young talent, there's a very good chance they're going to land either on bfields.com or millennialleaders.com because I have multiple posts on that topic out on those two websites. Right. So I just think it gives you much more visibility, a larger network, a larger reach, um, gives you more ability to stay current. Once you have a blog, you better be committed. I mean, my my big thing is don't open a blog if you're not going to put up blog posts. Don't open a blog and just have it sit there. Um, If you're blogging at least once a week, and that's that's about all a lot of people do have time to do. But Mm -hmm. once or twice a week is enough to keep you fresh and to keep Google continuing to come back and grab your content. And also for people to see that, hey, this person is really on top of their situation. Yeah. Um, they're alive and well, and seem, they, they, this person seems to have a lot of interesting things to say, and let me get to know this person better. Yeah, that's great. Um, there was one question that I, I wanted to share with you, um, be that um, my dear friend Jay asked, and he in fact um, sent this question to me ahead before the show because he was so interested. I thought... Yeah, this is a question I've been asked as well, and I thought I'd I would um, put it to you just to get your sort of insight, and then I think it would be a great opportunity after that to start talking about um, the course that you've got starting. I think it's next week, isn't it, B? And just give mm-hmm. everyone a, a, an insight into what they would expect if they were to um, to uh, um, sign up for that, because um, I mean I highly recommend it. As I said before, you know, if, if people didn't hear the beginning of the show, that I actually have done. The course that um, that B's going to be talking about twice, and it's it's super inexpensive. It's really an amazing opportunity to really get walked through the process of of becoming a blogging maniac. <laughs> so um, so this is the question B. Um, he's wondering if anyone would literally reveal how much money they receive by marketing via social internet connections. He sees it as a means of teaching how to remain genuine and true to spiritual values while still selling a product or a service. Even though the medium sets up great contact opportunities, sometimes it just sounds like pie in the sky without some honest facts and figures. Also, which networks deserve greater attention and which might be ignored once the popularized fascination wears off, like Twitter, perhaps? Uh It's not a big question, but, you know, something to certainly... um, well, there, there. First of all, I my purpose in blogging is not to make money from my blog. Mm-hmm. My purpose is to educate and to position myself as someone who 
hopefully knows what I'm talking about in the domain of leadership <laughs> development and try to build the credibility that I need to work at the executive level. Um, and also to add value, and I keep I keep saying that over and over again. I'm also someone who, Louise, I have a lot of information in my brain, and yeah. because I read a lot and I study a lot and I talk to a lot of people, and blogging gives me the ability to get that information out of my brain so that I can think. Right. Okay. So beautiful. Um, that you've got to look at what the what the purpose is. Okay. So yeah. having said that. I mean, also, it's it's about building relationships, isn't it? Relationships yes. with people yes. who are going to be come alliances, joint venture partners, possibly clients, uh, could even become uh, great friends. Yes, I've I've made a lot of really good friends through blogging, a lot of connections. Um, because I've written a couple of books, one was very research oriented. We use blogging as a way to pull people into that project, and that worked. So there's a lot of reasons why people blog. But getting to the money side, there are some people who write blogs and literally make ten to $15,000 a month off their blog. And they do that by selling products and services or by endorsing other products and services by which they can earn affiliate fees. Right. And... I don't have anything wrong with that as long as I know that's the intention. Yeah. If if someone says on their blog, I'm an Internet marketer, I teach Internet marketing, I am, the way I make money is by promoting other people's products. If they're up front with me, I'm like, hey, cool, yeah. that's great. But yeah. don't be a sheep and wolf in a wolf clothing. Well, I think actually now, be funny that you bring that up, but um, it's actually the law now to actually um, be open about if you're making money off someone else's program. So if you are an affiliate, you have to tell people that you're an affiliate of that program. Yeah, you're supposed to be. Yeah, the um, yeah, the the F, the the Federal Trade Commission came out with that statement this past year that if you are earning income by endorsing a product, you have to say whether or not you are receiving any kind of monetary gain or any any kind of benefit from endorsing that product, and if you're not, you need to say that you're not. Um, But uh, there are blogs that are designed specifically for selling, and you can tell by looking at them whether or not they're doing that. Um, And and there there are people who did spend a great deal of time blogging with these, quote, informational articles that were really great, but it was filled with hot links that would take you to different product pages and, I think that can be a little bit disingenuous. You need to be careful. Um, yeah. So, and then what was the last part of the question? Because the question then went into something okay, else about yeah. Twitter. Okay, let me just uh, go back to that page. Okay, so it says, um, also, which networks deserve greater attention, which might be ignored once the popularized fascination wears off, like Twitter, for example? Well, the ones that are rising in popularity right now are Mashable, Mashable.com, and it's it's growing in popularity, so you might want to check that one out. Also, LiveJournal.com, L-I-V-E-J-O-U-R-N-A-L.com, 
is growing in popularity, and I think that one is. um, Haven't heard of that one. I think that Live Journal is um, run by. Trying to remember. Um, I mean, it's a social networking site. I'm trying to remember who owns it, though. Um, I would have to look to see who owns it, um, Louise. But Live Journal is basically a community. You can write content. You can send your content from your blog over to Live Journal. And um, it it's pretty much like a Facebook or Twitter, but really more designed for bloggers. And I'm looking right now, there are 25.6 million journals and communities on LiveJournal. Wow. And there have been 165,000 posts just in the last 24 hours. Wow. So that one is growing in popularity. And then uh, StumbleUpon, StumbleUpon.com has gotten very popular, and it is a social networking site where you can actually vote for areas that you find interesting or that, that you think are cool ideas. And there's a growing community of, of interest on StumbleUpon. I think there's over... Um, I've forgotten how many how many users now. Um, last time I looked, they were close to 10 million. Wow, it's amazing. There's it? uh, well, there's right at nine million members. Well, YouTube um, is going to be a big one as well, isn't it? I mean, that, that's only just yeah. I don't that. I don't see YouTube going anywhere. No, I really don't. <laughs> I think they've cornered yeah. the market, and um, you know, unless uh, unless something happens at the government level that prevents any kind of, uh, you know, I mean, some of the stuff on, on YouTube can get a little bit on the racy side. So that that may bring some, some of that down, but it, it's still pretty popular. Um, but my prediction, and this could be really wrong, but my prediction is I, I, I think a lot of the younger audience say age 18 to 25 they're they're getting kind of tired of the whole facebook thing and Mm -hmm. really because it's lost its cachet it's lost its um its exclusivity and so that that generation really likes to stay a little bit more private in their own groups and a lot of that generation saying they're kind of ticked off and creeped out that their parents are now on Facebook. <laughs> so my prediction so is there's going to be something pop up new that will meet the needs of the younger adult audience. And there are a few small things popping up, but now that Zuckerberg has left, uh, Chris Hughes is gone. The original founders that were college age when they started Facebook are gone now and it's, it's taken on a completely different life of its own. I think we may see something new come up in the next year or so. I could be wrong. But right. I think college students are wanting something like a new Facebook to come about that would be well, just for college students. Wouldn't, wouldn't MySpace be more 
focus for them or because I know I think the music industry focus on MySpace, don't they? Be but um, yeah, generally the, um, the the college students tend to stick to MySpace rather than Facebook now. And believe it or not, the the average user, the average age user on MySpace is in their forties, and my kids, yeah, my wow. kids started using Facebook. I mean MySpace when they yeah. were like fourteen, fifteen, somewhere in there, and then of course. Or, uh, on as they got into high school, and then when they found about about Facebook, they deserted MySpace because a lot of older men and women started using MySpace. Wow. So it's taken on a little bit of a different um, spin, but a lot of people do try to use MySpace to get noticed. And yeah. I don't know if you've seen some of the television shows that are now popping up that um, are offering competitions from MySpace. Oh, so, no, I haven't seen that. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, there yeah, was sorry, even. Uh, Go ahead. I was going to say I'm sorry to cut you short, but we've got ten minutes left, and I really okay. am uh, wanting us to really um, uh, deliver a strong message, you know, around um, you know the the benefits of of um, using WordPress and you know what your course is about, because I really believe in your program. Okay. The conversation we had earlier about affiliates. I am an affiliate of bees, and, and I tend to be an affiliate of programs that I really believe in and have done myself. I think that's the key when you're an affiliate um, to a program. Um, so I will absolutely say that up front. But I want you to know about uh, bees program because I, I am actually going to be doing it again. <laughs> and I really think it's a great program for anyone who's going to be um, – you know, who is setting up their WordPress blog, you know, who might have said it, just set it up and want to really uh, refine their skills and understand what they can use on WordPress and how they can use it. Um, you know, B's program is, a, is fantastic for that. So I think, B, I'm just going to hand that over to you to just talk about. And at the same time, before we, um, we have anyone sign off before the show finishes, just to let you know that you can find out information if, about it if you go to my website, that's keystoclarity.com, www.keystoclarity.com, all one word. And then if you look on the sidebar, you'll see a nice big red button, um, square button, which says Become a Blogging Maniac. Just click on that, and it'll have all the information there for you um, to read at your, um, at your leisure. But um, let me hand over to you, B, just to tell us more about the course so that people will know um, just why they might want to sign up if they want to. Okay. Well, the Become a Blogging Maniac course is tw- it's a 12-week course. It begins next Monday from 1 to 3 Eastern. We meet every Monday for two hours, and we start the course by really talking about your strategic plan for blogging. Why do you want to blog? Who is your target market? What articles are you interested in blogging about? Um, we start looking into keywords and how to create creative titles and all that kind of stuff. And from there, we move into more of the technical aspects of how to get a blog installed on your own domain, how to add a podcast, how to add a video blog, a lot of the things that everybody wants to know. So the first six weeks is really about writing content and the technical aspects of your blog. And usually by that sixth week, most people 
have gotten the knack of what they need to do on their blog to have it do what it needs to do. And then the last six weeks, we really hone in on marketing. We spend a good 12 hours talking about how to market your blog, uh, how to get to your target market, how to use the social networks to pull people in that may be interested in what you're offering, how to get your blog optimized for search engines, um, how, how to really show your customer what you want them to do, go here, go here, go here. And so in a nutshell, that's, that's the program. Um, it is a very good program for self-starters. It's not the best program for someone who needs a lot of individual help. So what you would do would be come in to the two-hour class, which is webinar-based. So I'm on my computer showing you how to do what you need to do, and then I give you a little bit of field work, and you do the field work, and we come back and check in, and we see how you did and take questions and so forth. And then we also video record every session. So if you can't be, if you can't attend class, you will get the video and audio recording of the class, and you can watch it at your at your during your 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 own time. Um, the course does come with a one-hour private coaching session. A lot of people use that at the very beginning of the course to get their blog up and running, and some people wait and use it toward the middle of the course when they when they really want to start marketing. So if you if you're sort of tech savvy, people wait and have that coaching session in the middle. Uh, right now, the price is $97. This is the last time I'm offering the, the course at this fee. And uh, that fee is going up next Monday to $137. Um, and I have to say, even $137 B is just so inexpensive for the value that you're offering in that course. It's just amazing to me. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, a lot of people say I'm giving it away. But to be <laughs> honest, um, I enjoy doing it, and it's really something that I believe every business owner needs to understand. And yeah. um, well, more people so can do it's, it yeah, it's it's actually yeah. my pleasure to offer it at an affordable rate. Um, we do have a mentoring program for people that want more hands-on work, and it's called MyBloggingMentor.com. And most of the people that are in the Become a Blogging Maniac course, um, the, the 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 people who are in the blog mentoring course came out of the Become a Blogging Maniac course. And they basically said, I want more individual help. And um, that's for people who are really, really serious about the marketing and strategic alliances. And it's that, that program has been successful. Um, We've had, we've had people that are now in the middle of writing a book as a byproduct, have been published in Psychology Today, and I mean it's just USA Today, and and so it, it it's 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 very rewarding to to see that program in action. Wow! But um, the Become a Blogging Maniac course starts Monday at one o'clock, and you can register by going to Louise's site, keystoclarity.com, and. Uh, I would encourage you to purchase the program through her site because as an affiliate, that helps her. Yes, thank you, everyone. That would be wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's great, Bea. Um, Any any tidbits, um, if if you can just take a minute, um, Bea, any last um, golden nugget you'd like to share with our listeners about blogging? 
before I tell everyone about our lineup for this month? Well, all I have to say is just if you go to keystoclarity.com and you see how far Louise has come, she has come so far in just a year. Because you didn't, not even a year, really. Um, your 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 blog has changed and it's grown and it's evolved. But a year ago at this time, Louise was taking her first steps, and so that is the nature of this program. The people that come into the program are mostly newbies, beginners. We have a few people that are bordering on maybe going into intermediate, but most people are beginners. And I tell everyone, be patient with yourself. Know that blogging is a process. And do I expect people to come in and know everything immediately? Absolutely not. I want you to just embrace this as a journey. And if you can stick with it, then in about six months, I think you will be blown away by what happens to your life and to your business. And if you just look at what Louise has done, Louise has a brand-new radio show that's gone wild. She just spoke at the International Coach Federation annual conference. That is a big deal. Um, so it, uh, amazing things can happen to you and for you if if you just start blogging. And it doesn't matter if you take my course or go start a blog on blogger.com or typepad.com, but I would encourage you all to start blogging. And also please know that inside every one of you is valuable information ready to be shared. A lot of people think they don't have anything to blog about, but everybody has something to blog about. That's so true, B. I'm so glad you said that. We all have something really special to offer and, and um you know, skills that we don't always acknowledge ourselves. So it's um you know, it's important for us to share that. Exactly. Yeah. Well thank you so much, B. I really appreciate your being here. Thank um, you, Louise. Before, <laughs> before we sign off, I just want everyone to know again what an amazing lineup we have for the rest of the month. This is business boost month. And um, I'm really wanting to support business owners, small business owners, um, you know, to really um, have a strong start for the year. And so next week we've got Keith Leon, who is a well-known speaker, author, um, and a singing coach. And he um, owns a, his own self-publishing company, book com- self-publishing company, which is um, all about um, publishing your own books. And he's going to share his uh, knowledge and expertise next week on what it takes to publish your own book. I think that will be very valuable for a lot of people. And um, the following week, we're going to have Michelle Shubnell. She's the uh, founder, or she's the owner of um, Coach and Grow Rich. A lot of you will know her, and she's going to have some wonderful information to bring to us about um, how we can market our services. Um, and, and it will be more clearer when we get closer to the time as to the specifics of that show. And then the last show of the, the month is going to be the huge um, uh, big exclamation point, I think, on all of this, which is with Ali Brown. And she's just an amazing um, woman who just has a multi-million dollar business um, and can really show us all how she started from nothing to where she's got to. Now, so she's um, a huge mentor um, uh, and a, an author, speaker, um, coach, um, business coach. So she's going to be coming and speaking on the show as well, and I'm really excited to have her here. It's going to be amazing. So 
again, we'll have more details about that show closer to the time. So as you can tell, it's going to be an awesome month, and B, you really kicked us off with an amazing uh, conversation. So thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. I know all our listeners do as well, and I want to wish you all the best with your course starting next week, and I look forward to seeing you um, on the, in, in the chat room um, on the webinar. Well, thank you so much for having me, Louise, and once again, thank you for the work that you're doing, and thank you for inviting me tonight. This has been really an honor. I appreciate it very much. Thanks so much. Take care. Good night, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.